Justin Bush and our friend Andrew Ross is out today. He is having some babies this weekend. So today in his place, we have our good friend Nick Bryan Hello. and Josh Ballard. Hey. So we're actually all meeting here at Josh's house down near Cincinnati, Ohio for a friend get-together. It is our wives. We're all college roommates and somehow we became part of this group and here we are decided to record a podcast. So thank you guys for doing this this morning. Glad to be here. Uh, Josh, describe your garage so that the uh, listeners... (laughs) Because we're in some really, it's actually a good setup. We're in a really comfortable chair, and I think, I feel like you should always record uh, the Manly podcast from a garage. Yeah, set the stage. Set the stage for it. All right, so if you can just picture with me three guys sitting around a octagon table, wooden, in beautiful leather chairs with nice wooden armrests. In the middle of the table, we have all of the mic cables. Just picture... A bowl of spaghetti, if you would. And then looking beyond that, you know, we look around, we see some shelves with some nice little kid toys on it. We have a nice fridge. I have my tool bench over here with all the fun stuff. And you're lucky you don't smell what I smelled in here two days ago because we had a dead mouse. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I hate mice. (laughs) It is not very manly, but I called Jeff who will also be here later today to come get the mouse. Because <laughs> I just can't. That's great. That's great. I can't do it. So this is going to get really awkward because I'm over here yelling because of the technical difficulties I have. We've got a mic booster on one mic that Nick and Josh are sharing, and I have nothing on mine, so I'm going to be yelling into the mic, so these guys, they're going to be talking like normal. <laughs> <laughs> Having a normal conversation, I'm gonna be fun to This is yeah, like, it's the best. Everything. It's the best setup. I couldn't envision anything better than Justin just yelling the, I whole, agree. the whole time. This, this is grand. This is grand. <laughs> so just real quick, uh, just give a quick little bio of who you guys are and maybe your family and what you guys do outside of the home or work, whatever. So Nick, go ahead. Oh man. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Uh, married to Brittany, and I've got two boys, uh, five and three. They are amazing. They love to do anything, uh, sports and action, and they keep us busy. Uh, and we uh, live up in Columbus, and I build websites and mobile apps uh, as a profession. Pretty fun gig. But yeah, other than that, I'm just still trying to figure out my life. So... Aren't we all? Yeah. Aren't we all? Yes, we are. And I'm Josh, and I also have two boys. I have a two and a half year old, and a brand new two month old, oh, yeah. uh, who yeah, is awesome. Fresh. It's amazing, and the age difference is perfect between them. So we have them, and then we also have an 18 year old foster daughter. Uh, and I am 29, so uh, it's been really interesting. It's been really cool. It's been an awesome experience there. Uh, we've been foster parents since April, and so we definitely continue to fo- or are going to continue to foster uh, just because it's been really awesome so far. Uh, I love Cincinnati sports, UC, uh, the Bengals, unfortunately, the Reds, and that's pretty much me. I'm an IT manager, 
at a small engineering company. I've been doing that for since February. So speaking real fast of the uh, Cincinnati Reds and the Bengals, uh, I was telling someone at work the other day that I grew up with a depressing sports life because I supported the Bengals and Reds, and they're like, they're a little bit older than me, and they're like, they claimed that actually no, they were actually good. They they did successful things in the past, and I was like, well, that was way well beyond me because. Yeah. Growing up, all I saw was Corey Dillon fumbling the ball. Uh, so, oh man! So yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess they were good at one point, but in our, at least in our generation of growing up, it was uh, traumatic. Chad Johnson was the was the man, and then Ocho, Ocho, Ocho Cinco. Cinco. The name yeah. changed it, man. That was it. Yeah. Yep. Now now we're here, and we got a good team now. We have some young guys that are. That are, I think, going to be really impressive. Get an offensive line, and maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. you'll have a chance. With yeah. An offensive line. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but anyway, so thank you guys for doing this. We're going to start today. We're actually <laughs> the mainly things topic for the day is going to be two things. It's going to be coffee and smoking. Now what you thinking, guys? Now what you thinking? Not smoking anything other than a pork butt on the Traeger grill today here at Josh's house. So I'll let you two, since my microphone's crappy, I'll let you two kind of go in a little bit. I know, Josh, you've had a Traeger for a while. Nick, you just kind of got a smoker. I don't know when. Give, give yeah, a, it's. A I wouldn't consider myself a smoker yet. Uh, I end up going with a... More of a once-a-day guy. <laughs> yeah, more of a once-in-a-while yeah, once type of guy for enjoyment. Uh, I end up going with a camp chef. Like, I don't... You go with a nice one. Is that nice? Yeah, yeah I heard those are good. Smoker. Really? Yeah. Okay, I feel better about myself now. So, I lo- I'm a big... Re- I like to research before I buy stuff, and I'm also, like, pretty frugal with my money. So, I'm like, okay, what can give me the best quality with the cheapest, you know, dollars to it. So I looked at Traeger and Pit Boss and Camp Chef, and in the end, I ended up with Camp Chef. It seemed like it was affordable, good quality. Uh, so I, I'm, you know, it's a pellet grill, so I'm kind of just going down that alley and learning my way. I'm, I'm used to the uh, propane grills, and so it's a little bit different, but I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah. Well, do, do you have a fail story? You said uh, you I have do. A fail story. I do. I don't know if I've... I've smoked since then. <laughs> so uh, it was actually, so one weekend before this uh, fail story, I was at my in-law's house, and my brother-in-law, he's pretty good with the, the grill, and he smoked uh, some ribs, you know, the whole three, two, one recipe. Yep. Uh, so they were amazing. You know, he was done, uh, fall off the bone, just really good ribs. And so when I was uh, going home, I'm like, I'm going to go to Costco. I'm going to pick up some ribs and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to recreate this. So I did my thing. You know, I got it prepped. I did the whole three, two, one. And, you know, it takes a while. What's that? Six hours. hours. (laughs) Anyone, if you're following, if you're following along, that's three plus two plus one. That's six hours of smoking. And uh, so by the time it's done, you know, the kids are home, my wife's home, and we're all ready to eat. I pull that bad boy off, and it looks amazing. And we go to dig in. I'm really proud of what, you know, I've accomplished so far. And I start to, and they start to fall off the bone. 
And as soon as I like, I start to test it, I bite into it. You remember that scene on Griswold's Christmas Vacation where he cuts open the turkey and it's just like, <laughs> like all yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that no. sort of scene, it like I felt that in my mouth because the ribs were just all fat. <laughs> it was just full. It was just like hot blubbery fat in my mouth, and I was so disgusted and so ashamed, and I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was me, you know. I thought it was all my fault, but what turns out, you know, I was talking to my brother-in-law, and I guess I just got the wrong kind of ribs, the wrong cut. What'd you get? So I ended up going with the the St. Louis. Yeah. I thought it was like, I thought, yeah, St. Louis style. I thought it was more of like, describing like a rub mix on it and not like a cut of meat and so apparently this is more of a fatty cut I didn't know that I again I thought it was just like the seasoning that was put on it I thought all ribs were equal uh but no they are not so that was an awful experience it went straight into the trash can I tried to convince myself to eat it it wasn't happening. I, I'm not a guy that likes the fat really on their steak or anything so to me it was done all that time wasted, but now I know just to get baby back ribs. Is that is that what you would suggest? Yeah, I've, I've only done baby back ribs. Okay. I have some spare ribs in the freezer to do that I've never done, though. But baby backs is what I've always done. So uh, it was a great experience cooking and all the steps. Uh, I enjoy cooking, but you're smoking. But, uh, yeah, just that hot, blubbery mess in your mouth was disgusting. Well, fortunately, it wasn't like you just, like, it was the cut of meat, and it wasn't like you just tanked something on your end. I, I felt better when that was the case, because I was questioning myself for a while. But <laughs> it's always nice to blame it on someone else, anyways. And Josh, what about you? What's, a, what's a, the favorite, your favorite thing that you've smoked? Uh, I'll say the favorite thing that I've smoked is a turkey. And I also have a fail story. I was going to ask. I can't give a fail story. No, (laughs) trust me. I have one. And it was totally my fault. (laughs) So before my Traeger days, which basically you set a temperature and it just stays at, you don't really have to look at it much. I had a, it was like an egg smoker. One of those like Kamado Joe's. Ceramic. Ceramic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was an acorn, it's called an acorn, I think char griller or something like that. So it was Thanksgiving, and I decided, you know what? I've been doing pretty good cooking this thing. I'm going to smoke a turkey this year. And so I got it all rubbed down. It was smelling good. It looked good. I put it on the grill, and this was before I learned how to use temperature control, before I figured out, oh, you got to close the vents a little bit if you want it to stay, open them up. So I had my bottom vent almost all the way open, at this oh, time. Yeah. This is like the second thing I ever cooked on this grill. This sucker was hot. It was hot. So <laughs> I have a, it's like the Thermoworks smoke. It like tells you the temperature of everything. And so I had it sitting at right around like, I think like 250, somewhere around there. I was like, this is perfect. I walk away for about 30 minutes and I look back at it and it says 550 degrees. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be fun. So went back out there and literally for the rest of the time cooking it was just trying to figure out how to keep the temperature right. And it was just absolutely horrible. At the end of the day, it ended up tasting decent, 
but it was not an enjoyable experience. I, before my father-in-law had gotten, uh, I think he got, a, I think he has a pit boss. So before that, he had, um, I don't know what it was, but it was some some sort of thing grill that you could smoke as well, uh, kind of like a separate chamber. And we would smoke, we would start a tradition of smoking a turkey on Thanksgiving, and his grill was just kind of awful, and we basically had to sit, it was very, it felt very hillbilly-ish. Um, we took an extension cord, we plugged in like a little uh, fan. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> so we plugged in a fan that would blow air into the smoker to get the temperature up, because we kept losing, you know, temperature and the fire and everything, and... Um, so it was similar to what you were doing. Like, we had problem with temperature control, and we ate it at the end, but I, I don't know what the word is when, like, you trap too much smoke in there, but I think it was poisonous eating it. <laughs> I ate it and, like, felt a little lightheaded afterwards, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah, so after that, I decided I'm going to get something that I don't have to worry too much about temperature control. So that's when I went with the Traeger, and since then... I've, I think I told you this earlier. I've cooked ribs probably about 10 times. I have gotten the St. Louis ribs from Costco before, and I had to trim a lot of it because it is very fatty. But if you trim, you could trim some of it off, but yeah, you're still going to get those little Griswold pockets of juice to just (laughs) explode on you. That was very off-putting. That's good to know, though. Yep. So those are my, I mean, ribs are probably one of my favorite things, and I use a 3-2-1 method. Mm. And other than that, I really use the grill a lot, just cooking burgers and hot dogs and things like that. The only thing I miss cooking stuff like that on it is usually I cook on a charcoal grill, and I miss that flame coming up when I flip the patties and stuff. Other than that, it's awesome, especially when you have kids and things like that running around. You set it, you forget it, you come back an hour or two later, and it's done. Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. I Coming from – this is my first smoker, so coming from propane – like, I, I didn't spend the extra dollars on my pellet grill to get the one that you can do, like, direct uh, flame or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, searing. Yeah. yeah. So, I didn't, again, I didn't spend the extra dollars. So, I, I miss that piece of it where, I, like, if I'm just cooking burgers, I can just, like, get those nice grill marks. I mean, the, bur- the burgers on my Camp Chef are super good. So, there's no, like, um, I haven't lost any quality of the burger, but... Just something I'm used to, I guess. Yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. I uh, I just use a Weber kettle. So I'm all charcoal. I have to learn, have to learn how to get my heat control down, mm-hmm. uh, how, to, how to control temperature. And actually, Josh is the one that recommended to me to get the uh, Thermoworks smoke so I can have like an internal temperature probe as well as a great temperature. Mm. And the great temperature, like I would not be able to smoke with that kettle if I did not have that. It's a, if I did not have that, there'd be 0% chance. I would have many, many, many fail stories. Yeah, it's amazing because you don't realize how far off, and I don't know if the Weber kettle has a little temperature gauge on it, but my Acorn did, and it was like, almost 100 degrees off yeah. sometimes. And so having that smoke has been amazing. Yeah, and that's what I've noticed is like I look at the temperature gauge and sometimes like once I get to like the middle of the cook, sometimes it'll be accurate. But most of the time, like the very beginning and then sometimes towards the end when you're trying to get a little bit more heat or things are starting to die down, it's like a 100 degrees difference. So the very first pork butt I did, 
That was kind of that was kind of a, a mess. The very first one I did, I had to finish it in the oven. So, oh, so it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a, a walk fail of shame. on flavor. It wasn't a fail on flavor. It was a fail on completing the smoke in yeah. the smoker. Yep. But well, uh, Justin and Andrew, I would say that. If uh, we dropped a few brand names here, so you guys should get mon- you should start monetizing this. You yeah, flavors and camp stuff. Yeah, pit- I said pit boss at least twice. Boss. Not Costco. No. <laughs> Not Costco's yeah. Favorite. yeah, you're good. So monetize this. That was the one sponsorship we had offered. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I just ruined that, didn't Costco. I? <laughs> nice. So, so I guess to move into what the next topic that we were going to talk about was going to be coffee. And the reason being is Nick and Josh both have been doing an espresso thing. Um, I'm see, I'm very minimalistic. I thought I was graduated to like upper status when I started to grind my beans and use a French press. <laughs> Not anymore. No, no, no. This is these guys are next level. So I'll let you guys go in and talk about that. Yeah, so I just recently, uh, I think two months ago, got an espresso machine. I got a really nice bean grinder, and it has changed my life. I mean, it has been, I know that sounds really dramatic, but it's been amazing. What, uh, in the United States or something? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, brand is this? Uh, so my espresso machine is a Gaja Classic Pro. Mm. It's a, there's a whole lot of fancy terms for it of all the things that are inside of it, but really it's like the uh, perfect beginner machine to be able to make your espresso and froth your milk. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got like a super nice steaming wand in there and everything. So if you go to Starbucks and you order a vanilla latte or something like that, I can make that. Or a pumpkin spice latte, I can make that. Now, what motivated you to get this? So a friend of mine, his name is also Justin, not Justin Bush, a different Justin. But he's a stud. And he's an awesome guy. <laughs> but he has been doing it for a while. And so I had wanted to do it for about a year. And with having the new baby, I was like, I'm going to have some time away from work that I'll be able to kind of get the craft down because it really is an art form to try to make sure you get it all down. But once I got it, it was awesome. And so he kind of helped me out on what to get and how to do things. He came over, got me set up, gave me some stuff. And that was probably the big motivation. And also the fact that Starbucks is like $5 when I can make the same thing for like less than $2. (laughs) So it's been been really good so far, and I've absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah, same. I uh, uh, I guess it was... Right at the beginning of the the pandemic with the lockdown of the COVID lockdown. Um, so my wife and I have always, we've always wanted to get an espresso machine, but once we knew that we were going to start working from home all the time, I was like, well, this is the perfect time to drop X amount of dollars, you know, expensive, drop this money so we can start making our own like good coffee. Cause we had a Ninja, um, a Ninja coffee, whatever it is, um, before that. And it it worked well, uh, but we wanted to go next level. We wanted, like Josh said, make our own kind of our own Starbucks sort of lattes or whatever it is. And so we bought a 
DeLonghi, I think it's DeLonghi, uh, La Specialista, La Specialista. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has the same thing, like, you, it has a built-in grinder, you, it has a built-in, like, tamper, uh, and then it has, like, the wand for frothing, and so we've enjoyed it a lot. I use it twice a day, like, in the morning and the afternoon, and I've enjoyed it a lot. I, so, I mentioned that I create websites, so I do a lot of, like, design um, type of work for websites, and so for me, I, I really enjoy, like, crafting things and, like, building things, and weirdly enough, uh, this may sound strange, I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually like to bake. Oh, I didn't I know do that. like to bake. It's weird, right? But it's something about baking that's like there's like a craft, there's like an art to it that kind of satisfies me. And so I think with this coffee machine, there's also like that that sort of I'm building, I'm crafting, I'm I'm creating something uh, that I enjoy. So so for me, uh, I just naturally like to build stuff and create stuff and so this is I agree. I have enjoyed every dollar I spent. It was um, it was pretty pricey, but I've enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed not having to go to Starbucks or kind of what whatnot. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah, and Justin, not to knock your French press because grinding your own beans and using a French press it tastes completely different than if you put it in a coffee maker and let it run. So okay. I I still do that sometimes, I, and I used to do that at work. All the time. I was going to say, when I was just in the, uh, the instant brew game, like the French press was like the gold standard to me. So don't belittle yourself, Justin. You oh. are right now, uh, you're high up the coffee chain. I mean, I'm at least getting what I need done. I'm not, I don't usually drink the lattes very often. Yeah. It, well, not now. Not since I started, you know, doing the grinding and whatever. I'm just pretty much straight black coffee. I enjoy kind of the I enjoy the bitterness. Mm. I don't know. It seems it's it's weird, yeah. but I, I enjoy the bitterness of coffee. So the darker the better for me. That's that's my thing. I don't know why, but the sweet thing, like I like a little bit of sweet. Yeah. So if I go if I do order anything from Starbucks, it's gotta be like extra shots of espresso. <laughs> Because I can't do the straight sugar. That yeah. I, I'm the same. I'll, if I get something from Starbucks, I always like say I just want one pump of like syrup because yeah. they put too much and it's it's too sweet. Yeah. Um, did I? I may have this completely wrong, but do one of you roast your own coffee beans? I thought someone, maybe not. I wish I did. Okay. I, uh, I'm not. That point. Okay, I thought somebody was doing that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just grinding and using the French press. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how much room you think I got in this house? <laughs> no, there's I, a there's a place that I actually get, and they roast it. They're local here. Uh, it's called Yield Coffee, mm. and they have the most phenomenal coffee I've ever had. And so they get it. Uh, they sell it all around here, and. Um, yeah, I have a buddy that works over there, but they'll get it and they'll roast it and they'll put it on the shelves. And three or four days later, I can always go and, and nice. get a new pack of. And so I have fresh coffee almost all the time. And their dark roast coffee, it's called Old School. One of them, the one that I use right now. So later on, I'll have to make you a little something. Yeah. It is phenomenal. Nice. Cool. Very cool. cool. So that's kind of our mainly things topic for the day: coffee and smoking. And so we'll kind of briefly move into 
something at the end that I'm throwing to everyone, just kind of <laughs> throwing bones, but move to the 6-5 sex segment. Um, just you guys, the one cool thing about this group of friends is that they are people, and uh, we all have similar uh, mindsets and, you know, our beliefs and the things that we stand for are are all similar, and, and we put value on things that are very similar to to each other. So we all get along along great. So um, for this section, I don't want to you know put too much on you right now. <laughs> I just threw it on that. <laughs> but uh, just to give us uh, any words of wisdom you may have for this six five uh, segment. You don't have to go. We don't have to go super deep, but just a uh, a word of wisdom from Nick and Josh to end out the podcast. Oh man, the wisdom is just flowing out of uh, Josh. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess for me, um, I have recently. So I know a long a long time ago I had mentioned to you that I read a lot of Mark Batterson books, like play the man and that's been really helpful and um just thinking about things in a different way but i uh i guess i guess it's not recent but within the last year i bought a a bible commentary um tony evans bible commentary because i've always wanted to get into the bible but it's always hard right because you're like what do i do is flip and let the holy spirit choose what chapter i land on like yeah. how does that work like and so i got the bible commentary and it has been like, I'm going through a maturity process. I'm 33, I think. Um, and I'm going through this new process in my life where I'm learning the, like, God's word all over again. And it's pretty awesome because like, I'm reading this thing and the commentary is really, it, you know, you, you read a few verses and then it, like Tony Evans, who wrote this particular book, is breaking down basically what you read He's putting it in different contexts, like in today's context. He's using his knowledge of the Bible. Um, and it's been really helpful to really understand what, is, what it means. And I don't know. I, I'm just learning so much through it. It's, you know how you, like, I, I love to binge watch, like, Netflix. Yeah. I have finally started, like, binge reading the Bible. It's been crazy because I started carving out this time in the morning and I'll read it, and then I'm like, I got to keep going. Like, I'm learning so much, and like, oh, I didn't know that. And like, I don't know, for me personally, uh, this sort of, this sort of uh, commentary has helped me understand the Bible in a whole new way that, I, like, I've read parts of it before, but like, just reading it again in this sort of context has been um, transformational for me. So I would say, when you think that you've... Uh, there's nothing else to learn, like, go find a new book to read, or go find a commentary, and you don't have to put a lot of time into it, but, like, just cover out some time, because for me, just covering out, like, 30 minutes or whatever in the morning has been huge, uh, so, I don't know, just never stop learning, I guess that's my, uh, my key. Oh, that's awesome, and, and I really like what you say, too, you carved out that 30 minutes, and then you end up doing more. So, and you probably get everything else done that you want to get done in the day. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I was at the point where I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. Like, I've got all this stuff that's I've got to do. Uh, but like you said, I was like, well, let me, 
maybe I can set aside 20 minutes, or maybe I can set aside 30 minutes. And so it started there, and now it's like, you know what, this, this work can wait a little bit longer because I'm doing something else, and so now I probably spend 45 to an hour um, just like in the Bible and in the Word, which, again, if I rewind myself before I got this commentary book, I was probably spending on a daily basis like zero time. So it's been a huge for me, uh, and yeah, just start with 15 minutes and see where it goes. Yeah, very cool. And you reminded me, too, that when we did start out the podcast and we did the Play the Man, that was off of Nick's recommendation. So thank you, Nick, for that. That was the way that we kicked off the podcast, too. So, so Nick was actually part of the 6-5. Look at from that. The That's Gee, right. I'm set up for failure here. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. All right, good luck, Josh. No, so kind of to go off of almost exactly what Nick is saying, on getting a commentary and relearning the Bible. Uh, I don't know kind of your guys' whole story and how you grew up, but for me, when I was in fourth grade, I started going to this Baptist church and kind of stayed there throughout until high school, until I, until I went and uh, went to college and went to the military and came back and all those things. Um, and so for me, and what I've recently realized as well, is that a lot of what I know about the Bible had come from previous teachings in my life and things that people have told me to know about the Bible. Mm -hmm. So doing a lot of this self-study and a lot of doing that along with commentary, I haven't done. So just recently, I have looked into, there's a particular study method. It's called the inductive study method. And basically what you do is you go into the Bible and you just read and so kind of like you were saying, yeah. to just flip open just the flip Bible, it. and it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah. quite like that. It's more targeted. So yeah. like uh, I've been talking to Emily's uncle, who has kind of helped me along the way in this, and he said what he does is he'll go through and he'll read a book of the Bible, maybe once, maybe twice, and then pick out a particular story or a particular uh, group of texts in there that he will really dive in and just take observations on what it is, take observations on who the people are, the setting, uh, and just kind of see what the characters were like, what it's really trying to teach us, and then taking that and taking it to something like a commentary to make sure that he's kind of on pace with it. And so I haven't started to do this fully. You know, life with a newborn has been a little crazy. Uh, I'm, still tr- I'm still trying to figure out how to get enough time to shower, let alone, <laughs> let alone uh, you know, read my Bible. I'll say I definitely spend a lot of time in prayer yeah. <laughs> right now. Uh, but uh, it's one of the things that I'm going to start doing. Uh, I've recently started to carve more time out in the morning for me to be able to do this. And so... I'm going to dive in and see how it goes and do more of this self-study to where I can formulate what I believe about the Bible. And obviously not just going off on crazy, you're like, oh, the Bible says you're supposed to live this way, and it's really a completely another way. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to start doing that and see kind of how it goes. I'm really excited for it because formulating my own beliefs is very important to me. Because if someone confronts me with something, or if a non-believer comes to me and says, what do you believe about this? I want it to be from me, and I want it to be from the Bible. I don't want it to be from a guy that I knew 20 years ago that told me something in Sunday school. So 
that's one of the biggest things for me right now in my journey. And I'm really looking forward to kind of diving into it and, and seeing where it takes me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And you know what I what I get from both of you and to to share with everyone else too is just kind of you know the continued learning. So you know to us the important thing is you know faith and our faith journey and growing in that and learning more there. But you know if faith's not your thing and you're listening to this, um, you know if you want to give it a try, we'd love to see that. But if not, you know. Focus that power and learning on something else. Um, you know, life uh, life's going to be the same whether you're whether you're a believer or not. If you're a dad, you want to be a good father. So you know, focus your energy there. What what about fatherhood? Uh, being a husband, you know, focus on that. How can you become a better husband? I uh, most of us hopefully are all employees of some nature. You know, what can you do to learn and be better in your career and, and to serve others and to be better? So just uh, continuing to learn is kind of the, the theme I'm getting from you guys today, and, and I really appreciate that. I think that's a good word, and we will go ahead and uh, wrap this up. You guys can... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a lightning round question. Lightning round. Just because uh, I want to ask it. What, so regardless of your skill... Uh, to end this out, to end this uh, segment here, regardless of your skill, what is one like cool profession or hobby that you wish you could do? Like for instance, uh, like when I was growing up, I have a grown up like when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a storm chaser. Like how cool Ooh. would it be to like chase tornadoes and like I, it was probably become the movie Twister. It's probably where that <laughs> right. stemmed from, right? Uh, but then the second one that now I would like to live out if I could. Is like I would really like to learn how to be a like to make stuff with like out of wood with my hands, like mil- build like my own table or stuff. Like, what do you guys? Is there any particular like profession or hobby you're like? If I had the skill, if like I could do this thing, like I would like to do it. Yeah, I think one of the things that I just and this is just recently, and I don't know if this is because us being foster parents or anything there. I have recently wanted to be like some kind of counselor working mm. with families. So yeah. I am just not, I, not that I hate education, but college is not for me. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Still working on my four year degree, 11 years after high school, but I would really love to do that. I think that's one of the big things. And other than that, I'd love to be a stand up comedian. Dude, you're on your way. Oh, but, I, <laughs> but that's not, that's no, I'm not going anywhere with that one. <laughs> Justin. Oh, wow. This is a big question. I think, you know, along those lines of things that I wish I knew how to do that I guess I could learn, but would be like, I think it would be cool to do like welding. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I work with steel now. Um, you know, we flatten it, but I think it'd be cool to take that and actually build something, make something with it. And, uh, have a useful skill of welding now, but so like for like a cool thing of something that's that, cool. Like, I mean, yes, I guess that is cool. If you're a welder, yeah. that's a cool job. That you're, is cool. Uh, Conjoining probably, pieces of metal. I bind metal together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're probably doing pretty well for yourself too, especially right now. Yeah, seriously. But um, if uh, if I could just pick anything, I think it would be cool. You know, I think it'd be cool to be a pilot. Ooh, I think yeah. it would be cool to, to fly, to be able to do your own thing. That would be um, cool. Fly across the country. 
um, see different places. Mm-hmm. You could be places in like an hour and a half, two hours, go to the sunny Florida yeah. or wherever. So I think I think a pilot would be my thing. That'd be awesome. All right. I, had, I, had to, I had to ask that one. It was just, uh, I don't know. I feel like inside of us, there's always that thing. It's like, well, if I could do this, I would do that. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a good one, Nick. Yeah. So we'll have to, uh, I'm going to have to ask Andrew that. Ask the pastor Andrew, what, uh, what would you do if you weren't a pastor? Yeah. Probably like, uh, no, I'm not even going to answer. To be continued. Yeah. So that'll be the question for the next podcast we do with Andrew. Andrew? Hope everything's going well with the babies. And everyone, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, Man of the Fish Podcast. Everyone.